You are now listening to the Living Numbers and Tony Rambles. Tony Rambles, 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 and the Living Numbers Podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be like that sometimes, you know, with weather, because it's real, it can be real tricky. And you go, hey, it's a watch or it's a warning or one of those things. And you go, uh, all right, do I do I leave? Do I do I get out of here or what, what do I do? Right, because because I had to actually pick up my daughter. They closed the school like an hour and a half early, and I was like, nothing was going on at all. But I guess they were just yeah. taking precautions, so it's all good. Yeah. Okay. So whenever I have people on, I always do an intro. And uh, shout out to everyone listening and watching on YouTube. I'm live streaming on Wisdom as well. And uh, yeah, I got Nikki the Millennial here. That's what she likes to go by. That's her name. That's her stage name, so to speak. Okay, so here we go. She's been married for nine years to her high school sweetheart. That's so awesome. She's a girl mom, as you just heard. Got a daughter. She enjoys trying new foods. She loves Chick-fil-A. She reacts to trends. And she also enjoys pranking her husband. Yep. She's a traveler, a hustler, and an entrepreneur. I present to you, Nikki the Millennium. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's definitely, that's definitely me. All of it. You heard my whole intro, right? Yeah. Let's start off there. Okay, so I kind of had to do some digging. You've got over 1,500 videos posted online. I did not know that. I thought it was a yes. 1500 Because I started off at TikTok and I'm like, okay, I see the number there, but like Instagram has a ton of videos and then you got videos on YouTube. So I'm like, oh okay, let's just go 1500 I think it's about in that area. So what made you like kind of make that decision to go, all right, here we go. I'm just going to jump right in, feet first, and we're just going to make this thing happen. It started, uh, it actually started like in 2017. It was all about me getting out there. Like, I've always been known as the quiet person. And Mm -hmm. all the time in my head, I'm not actually quiet. I have a million thoughts going through my head. I'm a creative person. I have a million things that I want to do and show the world. So I found a way to bring out my creativity through video. So I would just start making videos. Like it started kind of like after my daughter was born, I would just start making videos, like filming our lives, everything as we go, like for the memories and stuff like that. I would start filming those I would start doing like quotes or most right. motivational videos and things like that. And it just like over the years, I just had a whole bunch of videos that yeah. just, you know, racked up. And then like when TikTok, with TikTok, it started in 2020 when the pandemic started. Yes. I did think that I was going to get a TikTok. I already had all those videos compiled, like, just videos here and there of my everyday life with my Just family. having fun. Yeah, just having fun. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> when, with TikTok, you know, we was at home and I was bored. So I just started to do my research on YouTube. I was like, this is a pretty cool app. And I was like, I'm putting my videos on here, but I can actually you know, make this a thing. And I started doing like reaction videos. I would find people would make the craziest food combinations or they would do something really crazy with food, like something right. really outlandish. And I would yeah. react to it. I would react to the video. And those videos started to take off. And it was like I didn't initially know what I wanted my niche to be like food or anything. So it's kind of like food and family. 
So I just kept on with it. I saw that everybody liked those videos. They love to see okay. like crazy food combinations. Like I did one yeah. video. What was the I- video like? Okay, I'm gonna stop you. Like, what was the video that you made and it just started to kind of gain some traction? Do you remember which one that was? Yeah, I definitely can remember that. Um the videos before that was okay, but the one that actually started to gain traction was the one that I actually got my husband to do a video with me. I didn't think that he would even want to do, you know, videos with me like that. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of behind the scenes a little bit. So I just thought of this idea of like cornbread. It was like cornbread or whatever. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, we we husband and wife, you know, every day ain't gonna be no good day. You know, sometimes your husband, your spouse will get on your nerves sometimes, but you still love them. So, uh-huh. like, I could make this, you know, with us being petty or whatever, I could make this into something funny versus it being yes. just negative. So I was like, I should make a video about me kind of being upset with him and he just being petty. Like, it would be really funny. So I was like, I came up with this idea. I was like, corn and bread. Like, I could ask you to make me some cornbread and you actually okay. make cornbread so so you came up with those videos those ideas because there's a yeah, bunch of them. those ideas i actually i saw yeah i saw uh something i saw something similar to that but i mm-hmm. came up with my own idea of the video i came up with my right. own idea, and i just ran with it it's like after that everybody in, in the comments were asking for different foods and and it kind of goes in hand in hand with teaching too, because those are compound words. So I was like, Ooh, look I'm at kinda you. Like <laughs> kind of like a nerd. I love compound words. So I just started writing down all these compound words that are food. Yeah. And people were asking in the comments, they would ask for like cheesecake, cheese sticks. And we just <laughs> like all of the. Which videos. one is your favorite? Which one is my favorite? Yeah. I had to say cornbread because that was the that was the one right there because I knew That's that it got a million views. It got a million views on TikTok. the Butterfinger oh. one. was funny too. Yeah, yeah that was like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> that was the best one. That was the uh that was it right there. I love that video. That yeah, that I mean when I'm so like as the the host, right? Because I always look at it as just we're here just having conversations. We just kicking it. But I'm always like, okay, let me look up stuff and try to go find things like sometimes that like that my my guests, they don't remember. Like, oh, man, that was so long ago. Where'd you get that uh-huh. from? <laughs> so when you start doing the pranks and like the one with the skin, you was like, I'm about to prank my husband. Tell him we move into Africa. <laughs> Oh yeah! I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is funny." I was so nervous. I was so nervous doing that prank. I was like, "I don't know, like I don't know," but I was like, "Let me just do it because it's gonna be funny either way." It was and like, at the, what's the what's the worst that can happen? Like, your husband's still gonna love you. Like, it's either gonna be funny or it's not gonna be funny. Yeah, and with the skin peeling one, he at, like right off the bat, he already knew that it was a prank. I was like, "Oh," man. <laughs> but I still posted it. I still posted the video, even though he knew it was a prank, because I just want to show, you know, the realness of that. So yeah, it's it's part of it. It's like, okay, because kind of the next video you go, okay, I didn't get them last time. You know, it's kind of a game with your audience. Like, I didn't get them last time, but I'm gonna get them this time. I'm gonna get them. Right. And like <laughs> that's how these things can evolve organically, like over time, something like something unplanned can happen and then you go oh wait a second like that's kind of good like I can keep that going yeah that's that's definitely how it is and that's the thing about uh doing video like you never know what's gonna happen and it's like because it's it's funny and it's entertaining and you can be yourself like you can just be creative you can be yourself through video that's what I love about video like I really love let it roll yep I just let it roll so, like, have you ever had any videos or ideas that you posted and it didn't work as much as you thought it would? Oh, you know what? Different question. Have you ever made something and then didn't post it because you didn't think it was going to be good? 
Yes. Um, actually, I held off on posting the cornbread video. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna, like I really wasn't gonna post it. I I told my husband, I was like, I don't think nobody gonna like it because it was different. <laughs> it was different from it's the reaction. Ca- it's kind of corny, but it's like yes, yeah, <laughs> dumb. Yeah, it's just something so simple, you know. It's something so simple, but it's like you know, it's just entertaining. I really wasn't mm. gonna post it. Like I'm like, what if I didn't post it? Like it would be so mm. different now if I didn't post that video. So I try to uh-huh. and know that some things will work out and some things won't work out, and it's just a part of life. You just have to know that sometimes it's just life, like. Things will work out and some things won't work out. And either way, mm-hmm. you know what your audience likes because you'll know what they react to. So now I, you have to like adjust right from there and learn from it. Yeah. So now I kind of learned, you know, what my audience will like. And mm-hmm. I just post, even if I think it's, if I'm not confident in it, I still post because I can learn from it. If it doesn't do good. I still can learn from it, so yeah. I still post. And sometimes the things that you don't think are any good, sometimes that's the stuff that people like. You go, really? I like this? Okay, I got I got other stuff like this. I can I can post more stuff like this easy. Yeah, it's crazy how it works like that. It's like the video that you just do so much for is like, it's okay. But the video right. that you don't, it's just random. It seems like that's the one that goes viral for me. It's crazy. I don't know how it works like that but it's crazy so i know like when we were doing our like pre-stuff and we just talked uh you said family was really important to you and uh you have a daughter and she's pretty young how old is your daughter she is five years old five years old so my son is 10 months and he had a fever last night right so my my number here is gonna be 100.8 because that's what the fever was and I think that was the first time like last night was the first time I was like like dang like my son is having some issues and I'm like I need to pray like I (laughs) because you know like some stuff is big some stuff is small and when you're going through it for the first time you don't really know like where that's gonna fall and then you know like with fevers you know there's a certain number that if you get to it then it's it's kind of serious so I was just like okay but it's the first time I felt really like uneasy like so just kind of if you have any stories like that where you the first time you feel like oh dang like my daughter is like in trouble or she's it it made you emotional wow wow okay this is okay (laughs) Uh uh uh-oh I don't open up the box now yeah I get really emotional (laughs) when it comes to it so basically, it was a few years ago. I think my daughter was like two. Yeah, she was like two. So mm-hmm. I had I had got home early and my husband was still at work. He I usually pick her up from daycare at that time. Mm-hmm. So I asked him to pick her up so I could just take a nap because I was tired. And right. he picked her up from work. I mean he picked her up. He picked her up after he got off from work. And yeah. I went to sleep, not thinking, you know, or anything. So I was like, let me just get a little bit of sleep, you know, before they come home. Because, you know, that was my quiet time right there. Right. I don't Which know is not that much of anymore. Yeah. I don't know how my phone was, my phone was not on, the uh, ringer was not on. So I woke up like three hours later. It was like three o'clock. I woke up at like six o'clock. I'm like, they're not here. Yeah, I checked up? my phone and I had like a bunch of missed calls and he said that they had gotten into an accident. No. So I jumped up so fast. I'm like, oh my God. Like I felt so guilty. Like how in the world could my phone not be, you know, loud for me to hear? Like I just laid down for a few seconds to get some sleep and I slept so hard I'm like how could my phone be on silent how could I let this happen you know and I blame myself but luckily they were okay everything was okay the car was gone but it's thank god. That, yeah thank god they were okay 
they're good. So that was one time that I was aware. So I was like, I just prayed. It took a lot of prayer. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hauled tail to the emergency room, but it just took a lot of prayer because I'm like, like, oh man, like I couldn't be there when my husband needed me. You know, right. get there and take them to the hospital or something, and I couldn't be there with my daughter. But thank God they were okay. So that was that was one time where I was very yeah. worried. You kind of feel like you like you let them down, even though you had no control of the situation. Yeah, like, but they called me. I should have been able to answer the phone. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that reminds me of. It's it's a story. Uh, so I lived in China and um, we talk, we can talk about travel here in a second because I know you want to travel and I know uh, that's something that you want to do. Um, but I lived in China for a year with my wife and we uh, were I think it was an off day. And she has bad asthma, especially over there where the air quality is not as good. Like it's, it's really rough. Anybody who has asthma is going to be a, you're going to have a tough time, especially if you live in one of the bigger cities. We lived in like a medium city population, 25 million. What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It goes down. Cause like Shanghai and Beijing, they have like 50 million people in those cities. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, over there, we didn't drive like, we didn't have a car or anything because really the driving over there is, is, is dangerous. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. People are, cannot drive there. And so she was starting to have an asthma attack. And the hospital, I mean, it wasn't too far. Like if you got a car, but if you don't, and like we got these motor scooters and you go, uh, like, can we, can we, can we get there? using this method of travel in this situation? And the answer was really no. So at that point, you got, okay. As a man, like you want to protect your family. Like I want to make sure my wife is okay. But I'm like, how are we going to do this? I guess we got to call a cab, but we didn't know Chinese and we didn't drive cab. We didn't ride cabs all the time. So it was like, oh man, like luckily, or well, thankfully, you know, thank God my friend who did have a car, he was at home and he was able to take us there and he helped us out and he spoke Chinese inside the hospital. But like, there are times where you just feel totally helpless and yeah. you go like, all right, okay, Lord, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Show up for me again. Hopefully I need you. Thank, so, thank that your friend was there. Right? Yeah. And like he, he's a school teacher and it was a weekday. No, he wasn't a teacher. He was like a counselor. But you just think like, he's supposed to be at school. So, you know, whatever dots connected to where he was able to stay home. Like, I'm just, I'm thankful for that because, you know, yeah. could have went a different way. Yeah. But you and your husband are high school sweethearts. Yes. Please. I need to hear the story. Okay. <laughs> so before MySpace, there was a website called Tag. I don't know if you ever Tag. Okay. I thought you was going to okay. say Black Planet. No, not Black Planet, but it was, <laughs> it was it's kind of like MySpace. I think they're still around. Some kind of way we met on there because we were, like, close in the area. He lived, like, the next city to me. And right. for, like, a year, we were just friends. I, like, uh, I didn't... Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, for a year, we were just friends. We were communicating on there, talking on the phone and everything like that. You know, he was very persistent, like, not no in no crazy way. But, you right. know, every now and then he would bring it up, like, you know, that he so was what's up? Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> that stuff. So it was his graduation night. He could have okay. been anywhere else. You know, it's your graduation night. You high school, you know, some people go out partying and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. He could have been anywhere else. We were just still friends, but he came down. I live, like, 40 minutes away from him. He came okay. And he saw me and he actually came like on my birthday and everything. It was like my first time seeing him really. So how long had y'all been talking when that a happened? A year. A year. Ooh. A whole wow. year. 
And so like when he came down and kind of like took me on a date, like we went to the we went to the movies. <clears throat> of course. Like that's like yeah. one of the go-tos. My mom was questioning him. I still remember that day. She asked him for his license. She asked him who his mom and dad is. Yeah. Yeah, he had the whole rundown. She was like, who is this? Hold up, mom. Who is this? She's like, who is this coming to see my daughter? So yeah. And I mean, we had fun that night. And so I thought about it. I was like, if he's doing all this, like his graduation night, he could be anywhere else, but he came down to see me. He must really be interested. And then like, I guess yeah. something clicked in me, you know, like sometimes girls are stubborn and stuff like that. I guess something mm. clicked in me. Like, I really, really do like him. I should definitely, I should give this a try. And so on my birthday, we made it official with like boyfriend and girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> and so I, like, I was like in 11th grade. Yeah, I was like in 11th grade. So he graduated like a year before me. Mm-hmm. And we've been best friends since then. That's What's your favorite part about marriage? My favorite part about marriage is that you have somebody that knows you, like, even when you don't yes. think. Like, it surprises me how some things I don't think he knows. He, he does know them because he studies me. Mm-hmm. And he knows who yes. I am. Yeah, so that's my favorite part. What What would you say is your favorite part about marriage? Uh, first of all, I, shout out to Eric. I think your husband's name is Eric, right? Yes, I think yes, he's, I was, I'm not sure. I think he's watching. Hey, pull up, Eric. You the man. I'm just I'm just gonna let you know that we gotta have uh you both of y'all together and DM me and my wife on so we could do like a tag team podcast oh, yeah. kind of thing but let's that's down the road that's down the road okay uh let's see my favorite part and this is like one of the best qualities that my wife has is somebody that's going to support you no matter what like no matter yeah. what my wife uh shout out to Kia she may or may not be listening right now cuz she's got homework to do but she supports <laughs> like she supports me in everything like whatever like so it was my idea to go to china she was like all right let's do it i'm like wait what you saying yes like we could go because like she was i didn't think that she would want to like there would be a little more apprehension but i've gained her trust to us to so much that she just trusted that i wouldn't put us in a bad situation and so like She's just so supportive. I'm like, I want to do a podcast. She's like, all right, let's, you know, let's, you know, let's do it. You know, I want to be a teacher. It's like, no matter what it is, like she supports me as long as now, of course, it's a flip side. Uh, she just wants to know that I have a plan. Like I'm not just right. running into something, just jumping into anything, but she wants to know like, okay, have you thought this out? Like, have you answered the questions? And I need somebody like that to ask those questions too, because you know, it's it's both of us. It's not just my life. And now it's it's my son's life as well, Carter's life. And sometimes like we might, you might have an idea, but you really need somebody to poke holes in your idea so that you can fill them. Your boat will float, you know, so to speak, just to use a, a nice metaphor. Uh, but yeah, my wife is very supportive. That's my favorite part about, about marriage is just having somebody that supports me and I mean, like you said, like somebody that knows you. And sometimes like it'll come out the blue and with little things. And so like, okay, if she goes to to Chick-fil-A, she knows exactly what I want. I don't even have to be there. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I know you love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. We just Great had quality a food. <laughs> I just had so, a conversation with him about this, yep. <laughs> yes I, I saw that video i saw that okay. and i was like yeah yeah i, th- I think <laughs> i saw like some because y'all went y'all just went all the way left with, I'm, i love it though like i love it that's how it's <laughs> supposed to be so uh but you like what you mean like this is the best quality <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah chick-fil-a is good they didn't have chick-fil-a's in detroit like where i'm from wow and i didn't so i didn't have that till i got down here in houston wow I'm, so I'm, hey, go ahead. Oh wait, quick reset. I Shout out so. to everybody listening on Wisdom. Uh, thank you everybody for watching on YouTube on the live stream. I have Nikki the Millennial here from TikTok, from Insta, from Instagram. Uh, 
YouTube as well. So she posts, she's an influencer and she's cool. So I brought her on. All right. Had to do a little quick little reset there. All right, go. Yeah, I get so surprised at like some restaurants are not in other places because I think what's the what's the name of that restaurant? I did a video. I do a video on everything, but it's some wait Culver's. It's Culver's. Oh, we just got a Culver's in Georgia. Uh, but in my city, we just got a Culver's. Okay, okay. It was because I saw you did a video on that one too. Yeah, it was good. I, yeah, I tried it for the first time. It was really good. And I think they're up from up north. I don't Wisconsin, I think. Uh, Culver's is on the Culver's is on the West Coast. And I oh, actually okay. tried it for the first time too. Um I, I want to say it was last year, late last year, because it wasn't here in Houston either. But we we have one now. It's kind of far too. But a friend of mine, she lived in Arizona. And she was like, you got to try Culver's. Like, it is good. And I was, so we went and yeah, it's legit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's legit. legit. The burgers and the ice cream was legit. And actually the other, okay, the restaurant I was talking about is Whataburger. Do y'all have Whataburger? Yeah. Uh, I tried it. <laughs> I live like, I live right in the middle of Georgia and man, I, I found the, we have, they sell the sauce in the store, but mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. Don't, we don't have it. And I want to try it so bad. So like maybe when I travel to Texas one day or wherever it is, I, I'll get to try it. Cause Let I me be, tell you, if you like Culver's, then Whataburger, you're going to be all right. You're oh yeah. Right. Cause I would say that they're comparable. Because I'm a huge Whataburger fan. My dad does not like Whataburger. He is a bum for that. I love you, dad. Uh, But he does not like Whataburger. And I love Whataburger. I might go get some after this podcast is over. Uh, But I love Whataburger. And that's what I put, like, right up there with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A and Whataburger. Like, neck and neck. Some people don't think so. But, hey. Now, Culver's is right there as far as quality. So, if you like Culver's, I think you like Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah, I definitely got to try it out. Like, I'm going to do a video about it, too. You should. Yep. Yes. Video about yes. <laughs> yep. That video going to be yeah, coming. Food is so huge. so I, I saw, like, that you had that, that flaming Hot soda. Did you try it? Yeah, I did. I saw that you tried it. I, tr- I saw yeah, that you Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it on video, uh, but I made a video just showing it. But I didn't do right. the reaction to it on the video. But mm-hmm. I, I like we, I like some weird stuff. It was, yeah. it wasn't hot though. It wasn't hot. No, no, it wasn't hot. It wasn't hot. I think like well, at least for me, and I did this on a video too. I was in class, and my one of my students was like, "Hey, like." You want this? I'm like, wait a second. I don't really mess with hot stuff like that. Like, I, I want to enjoy my food. Like, I don't want to be sweating and I need milk and bread. No, like, I like to enjoy my food. Spicy is good, but hot is, I don't mess with it. But he was like, it's not hot. He's like, uh, have you ever had one of those? I forgot the name of it, but it's an orange soda. It's an orange uh, Mexican soda. I was like, no. He's like, it's not hot. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. And of course, since I have a TikTok, a TikTok now at Tony Rambles underscore Tony Rambles, I'm like, okay, let me put this on video because you know everything is about sharing and putting it on video, blah blah blah. So I get the soda, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I taste it, and it was good. It tastes like an orange soda, but I felt like it was a little heat, like at the end, like the aftertaste. It was yeah. like a something that you don't expect from a soda. It wasn't like hot but you go wait a second that's that's a little something back there (laughs) yeah it was a little bit of heat it was okay it was okay it's not something that i'm gonna buy yeah not at all okay so but you say you like to travel yeah i do where have you been like in the states well as far as traveling now, I'm kind of 
in the beginning stages because mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm trying to save up i'm trying to you know build this career and i'm yeah, trying to save cost up money time. that's what my goal is to travel and show you know through video but right. so far i've only been on the east coast but i know i'm speaking into existence i won't be able to travel the world i want to yeah yeah i want to go to i've never been to texas i've never been to california i only been everywhere on the east coast like from florida all the way up to new york i've been to all those states but as far as traveling anywhere else i haven't been so that's what this is all about like me being able to get out of my comfort zone me being able to have the life that i want and show my daughter show my husband show my family another side of the world because social media is amazing you know you know, mm-hmm. people are, you know, people are making, people are getting wealthy and rich from social media. And, you know, That's I'm monetized as well. I'm not there yet. I'm monetized, like, on Facebook and TikTok. But I'm mm-hmm. working, you know, it's it's That's all a process. It's all a process, but I'm working on it. So, so I where have you, where you been on the East Coast? On the East Coast? Mm-hmm. I to... I've been to Florida. I live in Georgia. I've been to South Carolina, Washington, D.C. I've been to New York, uh, Niagara Falls. I actually saw Canada, but I didn't go to Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, Falls is like right there. And you can see, you can look over the water and see yep. Ontario. So yep. that was a day for me. I was like, I was in awe because I didn't get to see, you know, growing up in poverty or whatever. It was just amazing to be able to get that experience and so yeah this is what is this is all about you know just trying to you know dig up out of poverty and be able to be wealthy and have that experience because i don't want my daughter to live the same life that i did and kudos right. to mom i don't know if she's watching she did the best she could and i love her for that we all you know i just had love and everything so kudos to her she made it happen um yeah, I think just traveling gives you a little more perspective about what's out there and you being so close to Canada and going well, like wait a second. That's another country like basically right across the street is that close like yeah. I could touch it. Like this water that I'm touching with my hand in like this water been in Canada. <laughs> I can yeah, get there too. That was crazy. I love the experience. Yeah, and D- Detroit is like it's the same thing. So if you go to downtown D- downtown Detroit, and you got the river there that that goes and it separates Canada and the United States, so you can literally see on the other side uh, Windsor, and you like, dang, like that's Canada. It's that close. Like that's wow. another country. Yeah, I took my when I took my wife there for the first time, she had that same kind of reaction. Like, like that's Canada right there. Like. Yep, that's it. Right across the bridge or right through the tunnel or right across the water. That's amazing. So like internationally, uh, I mentioned I lived in China. And so I sent this to you. I don't know what you came up with, but Brittany Griner, and this is our next number here, has been in jail for 49 days in Russia of all places right now. Heard about that. yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, hopefully she gets home safely and soon. Uh, but where are some places that you definitely would not want to go <laughs> and some places that you would? Uh, We're going to start off by saying uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put that on our list. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I did a TikTok live the other day, right? So you can mm-hmm. you can get people to join your TikTok live. So I get people to join my live, like they can request to be in my live. So I get people right. from all over. I had people from right. China and I had people from Poland or something like that. But mm-hmm. I actually had somebody join my live and they said I asked them where they were from. They said they were from Russia. So okay. it's like I <laughs> I really didn't know what to do, you know, with everything going on at that moment. Yeah. So I just uh I just had to you know, just get out of that situation. But Russia, yeah. 
<laughs> go, all right, cool. Shout out to you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's all good. So yeah, Russia would be the first place that I don't think I want to go. The first place that I would <laughs> want to go. <laughs> the first place that I would want to go is probably. Oh man, it's hard. I, I'm in between Jeez. Africa and Japan. Okay. Okay. Wow. I just like Japan's culture, but at the same time, Africa. You know, this this is where my bloodline from. Yeah, that's the homeland. What you mean? Yeah, I found out that I have to look at my family tree, but my cousin, like my mm-hmm. second cousin, he had all of the papers on my family tree, and he found out that wow. my family came from Sierra Leone. So wow. it, it was amazing to actually find out, you know, exactly where my family right. came from. And that they got off on the ship in South Carolina, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But I think I would say Africa. I want to like experience that culture and just see what mm-hmm. they do, just the realness of it. You know, not even. Yeah, yes. You know, I have my phone and I do video all the time. I want to experience something where I don't even have to have my phone in my hand, just experience real life with people. And just see, you know, how they do. And I would love what the life is really like. Yeah. You have people here that are from Africa, but they're they're now in bringing the African culture to America. But it's not the same as being in Africa where it all, you know, presides and living in it. So, yeah. I mean, Africa is definitely high on the list. My brother and I, we talked about something like this on, I think it was like episode 33 or 34 uh, with my brother, Troy. And we said, like, if you had a door that could take you anywhere, I think that was the question. And I think he did say Africa. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. But I think I had a couple of them. And you said Japan. That was also one of mine. Um, China is always like on the list because I have friends over there that I would love to be able to see again. Like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back to China. Like, it's a, you know, I got a, you know, a son now. It's not, you can't just hop on a plane and do whatever you want. I mean, you could, but that's not the kind of life that I have at this point, but. And then Africa was also one for me for the same exact reasons. Uh, I don't have any papers, so I don't I don't know exactly where my lineage, you know, I guess you would say begins, you know, over there. But it will be nice to to see. I think there is that that connection for I think most black people that, you know, what is the what is home look like for right. us? Because, so, yeah, go. Yeah, because it's like, like you say, it's it's different when you it's actually experience it. Like you can experience it here, but when you actually experience it, like live and in the flesh, it's like it's just so different. So, would you? What would be a country that that you think you would not want to go to? Uh, anywhere where they uh blowing people up. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. Anywhere where there's like civil war or unrest, I know that's in a bunch of different places around the world. But as long as things are, I feel like relatively peaceful. Um, I'd love to to just see different cultures and see the world. I guess if I had to, I don't know. Like if I had to pick. Like there's a lot of stuff going on in in the Middle East that I wouldn't want to be a part of, but I'm sure there are places over there as well that have some peace and beauty and all that kind of stuff that will welcome, you know, people from America, but that's not always the case. So anywhere that I'm welcome and it's not a bunch of fighting, then I'm good. But uh, sure, like Nigeria. Because uh, I know a lot of people from Nigeria being in Houston, there's a lot of people from Nigeria here. And I would like to see what that culture looks like in person. I don't know how it is in Georgia, but people in Texas, 
like their guns. <laughs> so <laughs> my number here is nine millimeters. All right. Because that's that's a kind of gun. I know guns mostly from playing video games. Like I'm not like a gun person, but that's kind of something that is always like a, a back and forth thing. Like, do you have any guns? I'm working on it. I don't have none yeah. now, but it, probably later. Probably later. So, like this story, uh, I was I went to the gun place yesterday because I was trying to find a suit for my my cousin's wedding. I wasn't trying to find a suit in the gun place, but I got the suit and it was next to a gun place. <laughs> Just to clarify, so I walk into the gun place and I'm like, all right. It's almost like a little uncomfortable because it's, it's definitely out of my element. Like, I don't know, like, about rifles and, you know, AKs and nine millimeters and Glocks and Desert Eagles and stuff. Only what I see from the video games. So I go in and there isn't anyone that looks like me in there, which I was not surprised. Um, and the first person I talked to is, I mean, he's, he's pretty nice. I'm like, okay, so I don't really know anything about guns. So like, where do I start? So he was like, you know, as long as you have a license, I don't know how it is in Georgia, but as long as you're a Texas resident and you could clear a background check, then you could basically buy a gun. Uh, they just recently passed that not too long ago. Now carrying, I think is a different story, being able to walk around with it, but I could buy a gun and have it at my house. So I'm like, okay, like, okay. So what kind of gun do I, you know, can you tell me about some guns? And the guy's like, oh, no, like, I, that's not my job. Like, those guys over there, they know about the guns. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me go talk to these guys. Um, older gentlemen. Um, I go up to the counter. And, of course, there's a bunch of, like, um, like bigger guns hanging up, like rifles, machine guns. And then there are the handguns, like, in the glass case. So the guy's just kind of standing there and I'm looking and he's like, uh, can I help you with something? And I go, yeah, I'm looking for uh, something just to have at home, you know, just in case, just in case happens. And he's like, well, you probably want to go with something like a nine millimeter. And that was it. Like, that's all he said. Like, wow. No, like, like no, oh. no. Exactly. I'm like, okay. I'm waiting for like the next thing. And, but that was it. And so I'm like, mm, my money ain't no good here. Like that's always how I feel when people ignore me somewhere, because if I'm going into place more than likely, and I'm pretty sure there's tons of tons of place, tons of people that go into places with no intention of buying anything, but I'm like, okay, like if I want to buy something, I can, but I mean, just, no, I mean, and I walked around for long enough. It wasn't anybody really in there. It was one other person. Yeah. And he talked about buying a gun for his six-year-old. Yeah. It's it's so, I mean, I mean, culturally, it's just different. Like, so this guy was just, yeah, you know, I got this in the car and it's this kind of gun, and I need to buy this. I think he was talking about some kind of scope for it and he was like i just need to get it put on like it doesn't really matter how much it is like can i just bring it in and it was like oh yeah sure go get it that was the only person other person in there it's two guys that are kind of working this counter but i just really felt like i wasn't welcomed like they weren't interested in helping me at all and i just felt like why do i need to spend my money here yeah like, what kind of you know what kind of customer that they expect me to be to just come in there and just, you know, you don't have to help me. You can ignore me and I'm still going to spend my money here. Absolutely not. Have you ever had like any kind of interactions like that? Cause you live in the South as well. And, you know, depending on where you go, things can be a little dicey. Oh yeah. Uh, I could definitely see, first of all, I, I could definitely see where you come from because, you know, if you say that they would, they weren't even busy. You know, it could have helped you out a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, so something I, with me, you know, being where I'm from, living in Georgia, I do deal with it 
sometimes I try to ignore it because to be honest, it's like, I'm not saying ignore it, ignore it. I'm saying it's, it happened so much to sometimes what I had ignored myself because I know I'll get mad. Right. And, you know you're about to go off. Yeah, like I feel like I'm going to go off and, you know, that's not a good thing. But mm-hmm. most of the time, like I do, you know what I'm saying? I do acknowledge and I'm like, why? Wait a you know, second. Like, that was like racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I being treated like this? Like, everything goes yeah. through my head. And I'm like, why am I being treated like this? Like, I'm just like a normal person. And I feel like sometimes I can get profiled, especially for having these. I, yeah. get, I feel like I get profiled. I'm the nicest person in the world. I have, I'm friends with people from everybody. Like All over, all over. You know, white people, Mexicans, everybody. But if they see a black person with locks, they go, eh, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to help them. Yeah, and it's just crazy. Like, it's crazy how it. So tell us a story for the people listening on Wisdom and the people watching on YouTube and the people who will be listening, you know, who knows, 10 days, 10 years from now. Tell us, tell us a story about like where it kind of went left and then tell us a story about like where it, it didn't, it wasn't as bad as it, as it seemed. Hopefully you got one, one of each. Oh, uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to, oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so this is crazy. I I mean, this is crazy. Like, Uh-oh. <laughs> I was on my way to work. Mm-hmm. How long ago? Uh, ooh, that was before I had my child. So I'll probably say oh. 2014, 2015. Okay, all right. I used to drive a red Impala with the rims on it. So, you know, automatically, you know, you probably know it's a black person driving. So, I don't know what happened. It was dark. It was probably like 5 o'clock in the morning. So, Ooh, you was out that late or that early? Yeah, I used to go to go in to work at 5. Yeah, I used to go in to work at 5. I used to be a correctional officer, so we had to go in like early oh dang yeah so i don't even know how this happened but it's like i was on the road mm-hmm. i was going good speed i wasn't speeding or anything i was just going like i guess i was going too slow so somebody comes up behind me big dodge ram truck lights blaring all through my car so i know they they could see all through my car they was like they were on my tail so i'm scared because it's dark and there's nobody else on this road. Right. So I'm like, do I speed up? Do I go kind of slower? Like I already was going kind of slow. Right. So I kind of slowed down so they can go ahead and pass me. I'm like, please just pass me. I don't know, you know right. what you want. Go on about your way. Just get out of yeah. here. So they passed me. I saw who it was in the truck. It was a Caucasian male. They passed me. But it happened so fast. They passed me, went around me, and slammed on brakes so I could, like, hit their truck. They shot a bird out of the hand stuck out of their window, and they shot a bird. I don't know what the purpose was, but I was just praying during this time. Like, luckily, I didn't hit them. I wasn't close enough for, to hit them, but I could tell right. they were trying to get me to, like, try to run me out the road. Wow. So scared. I did not know what to do at that time. Most people would say, get that tag number, but you're in shock. Like you, you're not even thinking about it. You're trying to survive. So it just happened so fast. And after that, I guess they got what they wanted. They wanted to make me scared. They took off after that. I don't know where they went, but that was one moment where I knew that, you know, it was it was something. Right, right, right. Things can Things can get a little dicey, you know, around, you know, wherever you were in at that at that time. Yeah. So that was crazy, but thank God I made it out of that. I guess I can say one that ended well. I my, I met somebody, you know, when you meet somebody at first first time, everybody not gonna receive you. And it's not right, just right. It's not just a person being racist, 
racist or anything. It could just be they just don't know you or they mm-hmm. just don't know how to communicate with you. So, right. like, I was being all nice saying, hey, the person didn't receive me well. And this was, like, at another job. So I'm like, wow, what did I do? Like, I'm being nice or saying, hey. But it's like, after a while, you know, we built that rapport and we were cool with each other. It wasn't even, yeah, yeah. you know, a situation where they were racist or anything. It was just that they just were a quiet individual and they just, you know, it just might have been a bad date because right. the whole time at work, you know, I never had a problem with them going forth. So, you know, that was a good that was a good ending right there. That's good how things can work out. Um, and it's good like that you don't automatically just jump to conclusions and that you didn't like, I guess I, I don't want to say make a mountain out of a molehill, but you didn't take, you didn't escalate the situation. You're like, mm, okay, I'm just going to continue being myself and, and being nice and being a good person. And hopefully that will get the person to kind of drop their guard and then yeah. you can build that rapport and things will go over smoothly, which it sounds like it did. Uh, and I think that's always the f- best first course of action is to continue to, to deal in kindness and to work in love and to try to be a good person and see if things change. Cause too often, like we want to jump to conclusions, take everything personal and not like, you go, I don't want to mess. I don't mess with that person. I don't fool with them. I don't like them. When really you might have just caught them on a bad day or yeah. they're an introvert. Like they don't necessarily know how to talk to people and relate to people right off the bat. Uh, okay, my turn. <laughs> so I had a couple of interactions uh, where I was either speeding more than likely Um and I've gotten stopped where it's like, I don't have any like insurance. You know, I really thought insurance was optional when I was younger. I'm like, insurance, that stuff costs too much. I'm not paying for that. Because <laughs> I was 19 years old with a 2007 Mustang. So it, it was basically oh. brand new. Wow. It was black. It was nice. It was, yeah, it was legit. I felt like the man in that car. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I had that and... So obviously as a 19 year old, I'm not the, I'm a good driver, but I, I speed, I speed. And so insurance is high. And so I just like stopped paying for it. I, I really thought I didn't have to have it. And so I had got stopped a few times and, you know, people have let me off with warnings with that kind of stuff. And so that's why my first interaction <laughs> with police officers they weren't bad so i didn't have that that stigma right off the bat like oh i don't like cops i don't mess with them because i hadn't really had any any bad interactions with them then there was a time where i think i don't remember if it was the weekend or not no it was a weekday it was a weekday and i was riding in a A Mercury Cougar. I don't remember what what year it was, but this was by no means a flashy car. It wasn't red. It was a pale chip and paint blue. Very unassuming, non-threatening vehicle. I was not speeding. I was just in the neighborhood uh, coming from the barbershop where my aunt worked. And I got stopped. And I, at this point, I have a, a muscle shirt on. Uh, because the car does not have AC. I used to keep a roll of paper tiles in the back, in the back seat, because it would get that hot. And I'm on my way to work. I worked at exactly, exactly, exactly. And I worked at iMasters where I had to wear a suit, basically. So I would drive to work, no shirt on, no jacket, all hanging in the back seat with just like the muscle shirt on. That's neither here nor there. At this point, I wasn't going to work. I was going home. And I get stopped. Whoop, whoop. You know, the lights come on. Your, your heart dropped. The, the pit in your stomach happens. I don't know if everybody feels like that, but I know a lot of people that look like me do, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, all right, here we go. I was in the, in the car with my brother, who is 
D'Lo, I think, is six years younger than I am. So he's a teenager at this point. And uh, he's sitting in the car. I'm like, all right, did I do something? I don't think I was speeding. And they come up and they're like, uh, you know, license, registration, blah, blah, blah. At this time, I believe I had insurance and all that stuff. I was good. Um, I give them my stuff and they're like, you know, you know, what you guys doing today? They start asking those kind of questions. I'm like, oh, man. Okay. I've not, at this point, I hadn't had any bad interactions with police officers. And so, but you know, the stories, you know, is I'm not naive to the things that can happen. So let's just start asking questions. What are you guys doing? Where are you guys going? My brother had this debit card. He was paying a bill with it. And um, they're like, you know, whose card is that? I'm like, wait, like, like, why am I being stopped? Like, that's, that's the real question. And they said I was being stopped for faded license plates. Mm. Faded license plates. I'm like, at that point, pun intended, the sirens in my head went off. I'm like, oh, man, this is one of those stops. And, but I couldn't hold my tongue. Like, I wasn't there yet in life. I'm like, what do you mean? Like faded license plates? Really? And so that's when, you know, things start started to get physical, I would say. And not on my part. At this point, I'm probably like 150 pounds, five, eight and a half. Like I'm not really doing much. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I'm athletic. You know what I'm saying? So don't try me. <laughs> so I'm like, faded license plates. Are you serious? Like, that's what you're stopping me for? I think I said something like that. And so I think I reached over to my brother. I did something. I made some kind of movement, I guess. And the guy puts his arm in the car and he puts it across my chest, like up here by my collarbone. And at this point, I'm like, like, this is where the real smart aleck comes out. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Like all of this over faded license plates. Are you serious? I don't have nothing better else to do. And so that's when they're like, get out the car, get out the car. I'm like, seriously? Like, why do I have to get out the car? So of course they pulled me out the car. So he's on the side with me and the other officers on the other side with my brother. And so nothing, I don't even know what was going on with my brother. I don't think they were harassing him, I guess, because he wasn't driving. And so they're like, get out the car. And so they take me out the car. They didn't slam me on the ground, thank God. I was on like the hood. And they put me in handcuffs and they put me in the back of the cop car. And the whole time, I'm just like annoyed and irritated. I'm like, are y'all seriously stopping me over nothing? Faded license plates? That's so fake. And so he's like, you know, we can ruin your life. Like You'll never be able to go to college. You're saying stuff like that. And um, like I sat back there for a minute. I guess they ran the plates and did whatever they needed to do. And then they just they just let me go. Wow. I was just like over faded license plates. That's what I just kept saying. Like, that's it. Like over faded license plates. Y'all don't have anything else to do. Like, this is why I'm being stopped and bothered. Like, I just couldn't believe it because I couldn't, I couldn't fathom like that that they would stop me. Cause I kind of just been, I was the the good kid. And I put the air quotes in there for people who are just listening. I'm putting air quotes in there because I felt like I was the good kid. Like I didn't do anything. Like I never did drugs. Like I wasn't drinking. I didn't start drinking until I got to college and I had, I wasn't in college yet. And so like, I just went to work, you know, and I tried to, you know, I was just trying to make it. I was a kid, basically. I was still a kid, you know, you're 19, 20 years old, like you're a child. So I just couldn't believe that I was the one being stopped and that I was being harassed this way. And so from there, I'm just always like, okay, like you could be doing everything right. Yeah. And things can still go, go, go differently for you. And so, but at the same time, like you can't, every, every interaction with police officers can't be a bad one, especially like from your end, you got to try to like do your best to diffuse or, you know, not give them a reason at the very least. Yeah, that's definitely true. Cause I, I have some stories too, but yeah, that's a whole nother. 
That's a whole nother podcast, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's so yeah. interesting how things can can happen like that. But I hear like you you said God a few times, and I, I mentioned it because I, you know, I, I am a believer, and that is a big part of part of who I am and what I, you know, how I live. So like how how has that impacted impacted you? I heard you say thank God. <laughs> oh, that impacted me a lot. If, I mean, if I feel like if I didn't have God, you know, in my life, everything would just be totally different. The first thing I think about when I wake up, like I just, I'm yeah. grateful and I thank God. I'm just grateful every day. As we uh, come to a close here on this amazing conversation, I have three what's. That's going to be our last number. Three, three what's. So what first one is going to be, what advice would you give to someone that's trying to do what you do? So anybody, if you want to be an influencer, well, not even an influencer. If you want to just be yourself and just post videos online, because I know it takes a lot of confidence because some people don't even post videos because it, because they're not confident and post them. Mm. I would say just be you and post the videos. They're not going to be 100% every time. But right. when you're authentic, people want to see that. People want to know more about you. So right. just be authentic and just have faith and know that don't be afraid to post that video. If you want to post that video, post that video. Post the video today. Don't be afraid post to post it. The hardest thing is just getting over that first fear. So once you post that video, it's going to get easier and easier. So if you want to post a video, go ahead and post it. Go ahead and do it. Okay. If you weren't uh, doing, I guess we call it influencer, right? If you weren't doing the social media thing with the videos and running your life that way, making a living that way, what would you be doing? I would still be making t-shirts. I had a t-shirt business that it was named after my daughter. It was named Jade's Fashion Bar. But in the the end of last year, I just, I sold all of my equipment to go full force with this because it's, it was it was tugging at my heart. It was like, I had did the t-shirt business, making like custom t-shirts, bags, mm-hmm things of that nature like car decals I had did that for a few years and when this came along and I started mm-hmm. going viral it was like I was spending my time doing both of them and I had to focus on one thing so yeah. I just focus on doing being an influencer but if I wasn't doing this I would still be making t-shirts because I love I love that business I love to you know, just bring t-shirts to life. I'll put quotes on there, pictures on yeah. there. That You're a creator. Yeah, I'm a creator at heart. So I would be doing that. You'd always be creating in some way. Like if it wasn't videos, like it could be t-shirts. If it wasn't t-shirts, it'll be, you know, music or it could be, you know, making your own food. I don't know. But like, yeah. you just create, you create. You're like, your mind's always going like, okay, this is the next idea that I have. I got to bring it to life some way. That's awesome. And that's, yeah, that's been like that since I've been little. Like I always love to draw. I always love to create. So it's, it's going to stick with me forever. Okay. Last question before we get out of here. What are you giving the most attention to right now? My videos. I, I want to, influence people in a positive way i want to show them that you can you can come out of that like poverty and you can use social media to its advantage because social mm, media yeah. is ad rep all the time you have to have balance you don't have to have too much of social media but when people encounter my page i want to i want them to either leave laughing or motivated so Ooh, every day, good. yeah, every day I'm working to create scripts that have a message. Not like I don't just post the videos for fun. I want them to have a message. I want somebody to 
you know, they might not have somebody to talk to. So they can talk to me through the video, like on in the right. comments, I respond back. Yeah. And like, oh, even, that's my girl Nikki from Georgia. <laughs> so even if they watch the video, you know, they can leave laughing. If they don't have anything positive in their life, I want them to leave my page being either motivated or being entertained. So my main focus is these videos to get it out to the world to as many people as I can. So they can have a you know better day. Whether you come across Nikki the Millennial on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or wherever, uh, TikTok, she wants you to leave her page motivated and or entertained at the very least. Okay. Where can they find you? Throw out your socials. All right. Y'all can find me on, I'm mostly on Facebook and TikTok, but I'm on YouTube and IG as well. Yeah. You can find me on there at Nikki the Millennial. Nikki is spelled N-E-E-K-E-E. So if you just Mm -hmm. type in Nikki the Millennial, it's going to come up. I'm basically on all platforms, so you can find me. She's grinding. She's hustling. She's an entertainer. She's a creator. She's from Georgia, and she's going to prank her husband here pretty soon because I want to see that video. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Kia. Shout out to the spouses who support us, who love us. Shout out to the kids because we love them. And that's, you know, that's part of why we do it. Uh, So this is your host, Tony Rambles, signing off. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment. Uh, If you're listening to this on YouTube, throw some comments in there. You know, if you get to the end, just say, uh, what up, though? Uh, Because I'm from Detroit and that's what we say. Or you can put your favorite place that you like to eat. Uh, I might throw some Whataburger down. Um, You know, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. You can follow me on TikTok as well at underscore Tony Rambles underscore as well. I'm on uh, YouTube, obviously. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you listen to podcasts. And I think that's a wrap. This has been episode 41. And I will see you all in the next one.